Did you get all the information? Log Talk Radio. So meet you now. Once again, to Madam Perry Salon, the podcast where fascinating people meet. And I am your host, groove mistress, and spiritual advisor, Madam Perry. But you can call me Jen, Jennifer, JP, Perry. I don't care. I'm just happy that you're here and I'm here. And by the way, thanks to all the folks that have started subscribing to on other podcast platforms like iHeartRadio and uh Apple, Podbean, and Spotify, as I thank you so very much, and please let me know who you who you want to hear because this is uh, this is to entertain you. Now, you know we've had so well, every guest is cool is cool. I have nothing but um, excellent guests, and I'm very fortunate there. But tonight's guest is uh, very special to me. She's been on the show several times before. And it's the kind of thing where, uh, do I want to just give an introduction, uh, or will that take up too much of the show to to list all her credits? So, uh, she is the founder of the Next Step Leadership Academy, which empowers women to use everything that shows up in their lives, good, bad, or otherwise, to reach their next level of greatness. She's a transformation specialist. I want to talk to her about all that. But she... Uh, as a transformation specialist, she uses her everyday peace philosophy to coach women on how to master goal attainment. She's author, uh, an actor, radio host, and so I'm going to go bring her in now. I am delighted to welcome back Drayvon James. Dr. James, hello. Hello, hello. You have no idea how excited I am to be with you today. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, I am just uh, happy to have you back. I was going to say, you know, because when we were connecting and setting this up, uh, I, you know, I didn't have the usual, this is what our our talking points are going to be from a publicist. And I know because I'm a publicist, so I, I get it. But I thought, where do I begin? So unless you've got a special starting point you want to work with, Tell me, or I'll just, you know, I'll just go. Well, yeah, so I I came on the show um, prepared to talk about exercising your muscle for happiness. And I am passionate about this topic uh, because so many people, including myself, um, have had these bouts in our life where things just happen, and uh, they don't necessarily make us happy. And um, if you're anything like me, I've spent, my entire life um, in the pursuit of creating a life of flow into my greater experience, my greater life experience. And so a lot of words to just say that I have been really that woman who has really been trying to cultivate and, and curate this life for myself. And yet and still, just like all of us, 
things happen, I'm like, well, that doesn't make me happy, and that doesn't make me happy, and still finding my smile, finding my joy. And so that's what I teach. I, I teach it. And, I, and as you were saying in, in the introduction, I've been able to really have some great successes in my life in the midst of having a regular life where all sorts of things wanted and unwanted happen. So that's my that's what we're going to talk about today. But I got to tell you, as I was coming home from work today, and I still work uh, full-time, I'm a pharmacist, as you know, I had this thought in this conversation with a friend, and I said, I can't wait to get on here with you today and just maybe um, for the first time publicly outside of my intimate circle, expand this topic about happiness and um, how what our mind needs to do in order to have the life experience that we are meant to have. And um, if anyone's listening to us today and they believe that their life experience is just meant for suffering, my dear, my dear, do I have words of encouragement for you today. So, yeah, that's what I want to talk about. I want I want people to understand that their external circumstances are not meant at all to diminish their happy life. Oh. Exercising our muscle for happiness. Now, I love the sound of that already. And I also know enough about you to know that you're going to bring in the, the you're going to bring in the uh what should I say, the weights or the exercise <laughs> tools to work that muscle. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. And, and, you know, and, and some people tell me, like, so, you know, I'm a life coach and I work with people. I, I do executive coaching as well as life coaching. And so sometimes uh, I'm, I'm hired by companies that have me come in and they want me to do certain training. And, you know, so when, when a company hires you, right, your your clients don't always come to you because they want to be there. You ever had those people who come to you out of <laughs> obligation? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes. And so they come like, they come a little bit different, right? Because you know it's their job, and you know, and, and and part of their take is like, I'm not gonna tell this lady anything more than what I need to tell her to get out of here, and that's okay. That's absolutely okay. <laughs> we have a come as you are uh, mentality, right? <laughs> yes. But, yes. <laughs> so, but when I talk about happiness, and I start by saying this, what if I could show you? how to improve your financial situation by 40%. Ooh, people start looking at me like, what? I said, well, okay. So what if I could show you how to improve your relationships, 40% better relationships, 40% better in in your health, whatever your health goals are. Would you be interested? And I've never had a person say to me, nah, I don't think so. (laughs) Uh, I got enough money. I don't mind a good fight now and then. Yeah, nobody's going to say that. <laughs> right. I don't want my blood pressure getting any better. I like it. <laughs> I've never had, never had that. Right? What I do get sometimes is skepticism. People will say, well, what I have to do, right, because that's a logical question, right? If I'm going to offer you a 40% improvement, you're like, oh, well, what's that going to cost me? That's a logical thing. And what if I were to tell you that you don't need to buy anything? You need to buy a doggone thing. 
that we can do this 40% improvement just using what you currently have, right? Mm-hmm. People get interested, and they, they sort of like, okay, all right, what do you have? And so I usually start by just asking some questions, like, you know, what are you passionate about? You know, what, what, mm-hmm. what, you know, and I, I love this phrase from the 70s. I don't want to give them my, too much about my age away, but what floats your boat? What floats your boat? Right? <laughs> and just want to know, like, what, what excites you? What, what, what gets you revved up? What, what do you think? You know, and, and we, we can sort of get, uh, unless it's been a long time, and I got to tell you, Jennifer, I run into people, especially women, who when I ask that question to, they have this like the deer in the headlights look. They're like, oh, what do you mean? What do you mean what excites you? Because it's been so long since they paid any attention to themselves, right? Yes. They've given all their attention to their children, to their significant other, to their job, whatever, just outside of themselves. They haven't taken the time to recognize who they are or where they are in this journey called life, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's, That's true. First, when we talk about improving our life 40%, and I am not kidding kidding you. I could tell you some stories about people that I've worked with who have had strange ways. They'll call me and say, I never – you won't just believe what just happened to me financially, right? And we were not really working on money. We we're working on something else in their life, right? But because this 40% improvement is over your entire life, and if you work with me, you know that I, and if you talk with me for any length of time, I am a very simplistic woman, and I look at life like a triangle that has these three sides, and they are health, wealth, and relationships, right? And so... I'm looking, when I look at life, I'm looking at that triangle and saying, well, how's your health? How's your, what's going on with your wealth? What's going on in your relationships? And I'm knowing that if we over-index in one and and we um, give a lack of attention to the other, that we will not have a triangle, we won't have that balance. So we're looking mm-hmm. for that, you know, we're looking for that. So I always, the first thing I ask people is, just, what are you passionate about? Mm-hmm. What floats? your boat and to mm-hmm. really when I what floats your boat I don't mean you know um well I'd like to be debt free that doesn't really float your boat that that may mm-hmm. solve some mm-hmm. stuff going on in your mind right that may solve yeah. some financial things but I'm talking about that thing that happens where you just are smiling from ear to ear you don't care if anybody else gets it you don't care if there's any money associated with it you don't care it just Feels good to you. We want to connect to that. Yes, 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 yes. Right? That's where we want to be. We want to get in that space, knowing what that is. So that's our first, when we talk about connecting, um, exercising our happiness muscle, and we're talking about some of the things that, you may, if you follow me, you you know you may not have seen these things in print yet because I'm you know passing them out and talking to people today. But I'm like, you know what? I don't really ever go quite this deep in a in a in a in a, um, 
public forum. When I work with clients one-on-one, I do, but I'm so glad, happy to be here today having this. So I want to take a moment to talk about how we do that. How do we connect? For you and I, it may be easier to do this. When I say that to you, it may not be hard for you to say, oh, this is what floats my boat. This is what gets mm-hmm. me jazzed. Be excited. Mm-hmm. We may have a hard time imagining those people who don't have that clarity, but there are a lot mm-hmm. of people out there who don't have that. Okay, and and listen, I'm all in. I'm I'm I've already drawn my pyramid right now with my health, wealth, and relationships. I am all in. <laughs> great, great, great. So, so what I was talking about, talking about what gets you, what gets you excited, and so what I ask people to do for just a moment is just become childlike. And just imagine, imagine we're going to this imaginary place, right? Mm-hmm. And we're just going to play music, right? Mm-hmm. And the first police scenario that drops in your mind, we're going to run with it, right? And it's making believe. But you got to have a smile on your face while you're making believe, right? So it's making yes. believe. And the first drops in your face, right? I, I will tell you some things that have happened to me over the years that I've done this exercise with people. I've had people say the first thing they make believe is that they were um, in a sports car. Oh. Okay. I looked at you know uh, you were in a sports car. But no, I don't even like to drive. <laughs> <laughs> but we're just going to go with that, right, because it may not necessarily be the sports car but something around that. And, you know, that's in the wealth category, right? For some mm-hmm. people, the thing, when they when they close their eyes and they make believe, they may see themselves walking down the aisle, you know, in mm-hmm. matrimony or something, right? Right. right. In, re- in, in relationship, right? Yes, Somebody yes. see themselves trying on a pair of jeans and they fit just perfectly. We're talking about health or run the marathon. Whatever you are. In that imaginary space, you got to have a smile on your face when you're doing this because that removes why, why the smile. Someone asked me that. So why the smile? Because the smile disconnects the brain and connects the soul. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're not trying yeah. to think you're not trying to think about it. It's the wrong muscle. The intellect is so powerful. We always think we need it, right? But we're not trying to think about it. We're trying to feel about it, <laughs> right? <laughs> not about it. It's the smile and the ooh, right? And that's that feeling, yeah. that first image. You, and you make believe that first image that pops in your mind, whatever that is. And it doesn't mean that you want to drive a sports car. doesn't mean that you want to get married. doesn't mean that you want to lose weight or anything like that. But something in there, it, it'll become more crystal clear to you as you work through it. But we're going to lean on that, whatever that is. We're talking about exercising mm-hmm. your happy muscle. And I know that something about whatever image popped into your mind when you had that smile on your face and you went into your imaginary place. There's something in that image that appeals to you on a level below into the subconscious mind. There's something there. And so what I do with that was in this practice of exercising happy, our, our happiness. Remember, 40% improvement, 40% improvement. We start just talking about how I feel. How do you feel with that, you know, in that sports car? What was it, exhilarating? Do you feel free? Is your hair blowing in the wind? Is it sunny outside? 
what are you what are you feeling? What are you seeing? Because this is imagination. And we are using imagination, Jennifer, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Another way we use imagination is worry. That's imagination too. Right? Oh yeah. Worry. Yeah. But worry is imagination in the negative. I worry what's gonna happen if, if my son doesn't do this. I worry what's gonna happen if I don't get this report done in, in time for work. I worry what's gonna happen if um you know, if I don't pay this bill, I worry what's going to happen if they lay me off. That's imagination. We're imagining those things. They've not yet happened. Right? And so we're using our muscle, that imagination, we're using that to set up for unhappiness. Mm-hmm. And if we, I, I like to give this example for people who think that this doesn't work because it absolutely does work. So we use that muscle to imagine for unhappiness, and then believe it or not, we start seeing a 40% deficit in all areas of our life, health, wealth, and relationships. We're not sleeping at night. Our hair is thinning mm-hmm. on the edges, right? We're, mm-hmm. not eating, we're eating, we're consuming more sugar and carbs because we're so worried. We're snapping at people because we didn't get enough rest because our diet isn't right, but now we're, we're, we're reducing and our relationships are going downward, Right. Right. We can't we're not, we're not performing at maximum. So you see how it works in the reverse. We can connect to that. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was just how it works is, in the reverse. I'm listening to you and if you if you hear a little laughter it's because I know what I'm thinking every time with what you just said, and I can imagine a whole room full of people, especially like you're worried about this and then you start taking it carbs and sugar. And I'm thinking there's a whole room however many people you're talking to are thinking the same thing I'm thinking right now. How does she know? How does she know? <laughs> How does right. she know what I'm going to do it? Right, because we're connected. This is what we do, right? And so this is why it's so important that we consciously drop into the space of exercising our happiness muscle. This stuff works. And I'd like to point out the opposite so we can see how it, that works too. Our imagination works. We worry that's just imagination. Yeah. Right? It's imagination. And we say, well, you know what? Um, well, I got some facts. They said that such and such is going to be laid off. Well, let's go get some other facts. Let's go get some other facts. And we're, gonna get, we're not going to dwell on that tonight. We're going to talk about how to exercise this happiness muscle. And, again, it is, the face has got to be formed into a smile. Sometimes we find it easier to close our eyes when we do that and smile. Right? so that we're not letting the external world influence our smile. So we close our eyes very, very gently, and we smile in that first image so that we have that. And so wherever that image is in your triangle, your health, wealth, and relationship, you decide what category you want to put it in. And I always caution people is that when you're new to this, don't overwhelm yourself. I know, believe me, you can have everything that you imagine. You can. But, you know, we got the rest of our life to create. Why don't, why don't we abracadabra our life and convince ourselves by just doing one focus at a time, right? You know, remember that mm-hmm. um, on Saturdays we'd be watching stuff on television and they would say, abracadabra, watch me pull a rabbit out my hat. Remember those <laughs> things, right? Yes, Lord, so, yes, I do. Yes. Yeah. 
So why don't we do that with ourselves? And what we'll do is we'll just take that first image wherever it is in that triangle for you, whether it was on your health side, your wealth side, or your relationship side, you got your happy image, and that becomes our focal point. Now, we're still not going to engage the mind. We're not going to do that because imagination still got your smile on your face, and maybe you have your eyes closed if it's safe to do so, and you put your hand, the palm of your right hand on your belly, you should probably feel a little something, a little bit of excitement there if they got that smile going. That's where that's the that's the birthplace of imagination. It's not the brain. This is in the body. Because the and why not the brain? Because the the mind, the brain is a, it, it can skew things. It's a place of history and 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 we'll call it logic, right? It wants to use logic. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not logical. <laughs> we, don't, we, don't need, we don't need logic. It's also not logical to to worry all day about things that haven't yet happened, right? We we feel that stuff. So we were going to feel this into we're going to feel this, and we're going we're getting muscle memory around that feeling. This is an exercise. So we're getting muscle memory around that feeling. Whatever that image that popped in your head just dropped there, we'll say accidental, but it's no accident. It is no accident. You have that smile on your face, that image dropped in there. You got it categorized, health, wealth, or relationship. And you know this is coming from the gut area, right, the gut. This is where mm-hmm. so many endings are, more nerves. They say are in the the brain. I've not validated that, but I've heard that said so many times. So this is where we are there, feeling there. Now, I told you not to engage your brain, but guess what's going to happen? Your brain is going to engage anywhere. And this is where we're going to go into our exercises. And we're talking about a 40%. I have to keep going back to a 40% improvement. If you'll follow these exercises, right, wherever mm-hmm. you are, this is important. I know there are people out there right now listening to your show from all over the world because you're just that impactful. Mm-hmm. There are right now who went to bed last night saying, gosh, I really need something tomorrow to change this, to turn this around. I guarantee you that this will change this and it will turn whatever that this is around for you. So what you're going to do now is you're going to start with doing what I call shining the light of awareness, shining the light of awareness. So I said don't engage your brain. Well, guess what? You can't stop engaging your brain. I just want you to do that part <laughs> to get an image. But your brain's already kicking in, and most likely our brain is saying these things to us. You, you've wanted this for so long, you haven't gotten it now, you're not going to get it. You're not worthy of it. You don't know enough. You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not well It's giving you all the not enough. You know how our brain does this. You're not no, good yeah. enough for that. Right? So this is where we're going to shine the light of awareness. And the shine the light of awareness means that we hear those things. We're not going to pretend like we don't hear them. Because when we pretend like we don't hear them, what they do is they start to act like a computer virus inside of our body, right? They start to dismantle things and, and mess up operating systems in the background, right? And we don't know what's going on. Before we know it, we have a complete meltdown, Right? So what we're going to do is we're going to call that out. We're going to say, 
oh, you don't think I'm good enough for this. Now, just saying that, guys, I I don't know if you guys watched all the cartoons I did in the 60s and 70s, but (laughs) but just saying that causes this this little cartoon character. I could see it in my mind. If I could draw draw it out. It's like the light comes on and you see that there's this little bitty part of us, this tiny, tiny part of us. It isn't big enough even to have a voice that's running the show, running the whole big show of your life, this tiny little voice that looks like it's a big monster because the lights are out and it's casting a shadow. And it gets to whisper to you all day long about your lack, your inability, your loneliness, your unforgivingness. I mean, it gets to whisper all these things, and it feels like it's so big. But when you call it out and you say, Oh, really? So you don't think I'm good enough? The light comes on, and you see that's the tiny little thing, and you can then smile again. And you can say to yourself, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It still makes me happy. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. The thought of this thing, this is a thing, whatever it is for you, that you closed your eyes, you made a smile formation with your lips, and it dropped in your mind, in your spirit, in your soul, in your gut. It made you happy. So it doesn't matter that the small part of self, the small part of the mind, the ego, doesn't believe that you're not worthy of it. It doesn't matter. It still makes you happy. And so you're not going to argue with it. You're just saying, I see that you feel that way. But it still makes me happy. We're not arguing. We're not putting up any defense. We are reaffirming with our words what makes us happy. We don't have to fight for it. But we do have to exercise and acknowledge it. So we don't have to go to war. We don't need to prove to ourselves or anyone else that this is the thing that makes us happy, whatever that thing is. We just need to reaffirm it. Every time that doubt comes in, we need to reaffirm. We call it out, oh, you feel nervous because I am going to drive a sports car? (laughs) Well, that makes me happy. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Driving a sports car makes me happy. I got to tell you, I have a client right now who's been divorced twice, and her, um, when we did this exercise for her, it was, you know, she smiled, she closed her eyes, and she the first image that came in her mind was her walking down the aisle, getting married again. Uh-huh. So you can imagine where, what her little mind did with that, right? Her little yes, mind yes. did yes. You can't pick a husband. <laughs> <laughs> Look at what you've done, right? And so what, what does she have to do if we're using this exercise, right? Once she said, okay, that's the relationship category, that's where it is, right? And that thought comes in there. She has to just acknowledge, oh, you don't think I'm good at recognizing love. Well, the thought uh-huh. of getting married again, be happy, right? That's it. 
Right. Argue with it. You don't have to rationalize it. You don't have to go looking for all the ways that you're worthy for, of it. You have to do any of those things. You just shine the light of awareness on it, and all of a sudden, it's not this big shadow over your life. It's this small little part of you, this little tiny ant questioning what makes you happy. How dare you? (laughs) (laughs) How dare you, right? So that's the first thing. That's that shining the light of awareness. We're going to do that, right? And then there are some things that we can do. And um, one of them that's very, very easy is who has ever heard this phrase? I know I have heard it a lot, having studied science. A body in motion stays in motion. Oh, yes, yes. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's so on, it's on commercials, everything, yeah. Yes. So we want to get some momentum. Now, by, by momentum, I don't mean you need to go out and drive a sports car. I don't mean you need to go out and start looking for a spouse. I just mean you need to move your body. That's it. To whatever degree you can move it. I know it sounds like it's too simple, right? These are really simple things. But we're just moving energy. We're mm-hmm. using we're using the light of awareness. We're just shining the light of awareness. We are going to just move some type of movement, wiggling your fingers, just getting energy moving around you. If you can, if you can get up and dance, I love it. I love it. <laughs> no, if you can get out and, and, and get some air, get some fresh air, get some sunlight even on your face, right, just moving the energy and pay attention. Start mm-hmm. paying attention. Not to what the mind is doing. It's got its own little thing going on there sometimes. But start paying attention to how that gut is feeling and how that how, how you feel when you move. I'm not talking about exerting yourself to exhaustion either. I'm just talking about the movement. Maybe you go for a walk while you're focusing on this thing that makes you happy. And you go for a walk and you're thinking about it. You're not thinking about any details on how to get it and who you need to talk to and all the deep. No, 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 no. We're not doing any of that because, you know, there are things that happen in our life, at least in my life. If, you're, if your life is anything like mine, there are things that happen that I had no control over. I like, oh, I never saw that coming. <laughs> so we can't, we don't know all the stuff we need to know, right? But we do know right. what makes us happen. Mm-hmm. We yeah, we do. Know what they so we're going, to, we're going to stay on, just stay there. It's simple stuff. It's not difficult stuff. It's simple stuff. But we'll be tempted, we'll be tempted to go make it harder than what it is. Make it harder than what it is. And I want to tell you this. I have a friend who didn't know how to cook most of her adult life. She knows how to cook now, but most of her adult life, she didn't know how to cook. She's in her 50s now. And um, she said she'd, she'd read a recipe, and she would always overcomplicate. And the recipe was maybe one, two, three steps, but she would overcomplicate the recipe, and she would always mm. end up with um, a culinary mess. <laughs> <laughs> and what she told me, she, I said, well, how did you she learned this. She said, I realized it was, and we're talking about not cooking from scratch. We're talking about trying to make some mac and cheese from a box. She, she said she'd mess that up, you know. It'd say do this, and she'd do, make it overcomplicated. And 
He said she realized that the the magic of success was in the simplicity. So well, it was a simple recipe. When I realized that I didn't have to do any razzmatazz or any, <laughs> anything, I just need to follow. It just uh, turned out really well. And see, and then when I got really good at you know doing really simple things, then I could try more complicated things. He said, but it was just. I was overcomplicating it, and we do the same thing with our happiness. We overcomplicate it. We get into the weeds and the details of it, and before we before we even get started, we talk ourselves out of it. Mm-hmm. We're we're not doing that this time. And I mean to say, I want to go back because I feel like somebody is. They say, yeah, but she's my. The thing that dropped in my mind was, I don't know, riding a bicycle near the lake, and that's really what I need to be focusing on is getting more money for next week, darling. If mm. you follow that happiness, I don't know how. I don't question the how. Yeah, that's right. But if you mm. follow your path of happiness and. I'm not saying abandon your responsibilities. You've not heard me say that. But I'm saying follow this, whatever that image is. I, in that process, somehow, somewhere, either through some means that you and I don't yet know, somebody comes up to you and says something. I could tell you story after story. I want to give you another example. Years ago, maybe two years ago, I was working with a client. He thought he was going to lose his job. And um, somebody else in his department, they were they were they were you know, downsizing the department. And this particular day, he called me. It was in our scheduled day, but he called me. He said, James, I have a feeling it's going to happen today. They just laid off somebody else and a couple you know offices down from me. And we were talking and doing a couple of exercises. And I said, What do you feel like you need to do right now? He said, I just feel like I need to get out of here. I said, Then would go go out for a walk. Go now, go for a walk. He went for a walk, ran into somebody that he formerly worked with somewhere else. <clears throat> End up having a conversation. That person told him that their company was hiring. Came back into his office later on that afternoon. He was indeed laid off, but he'd already made contact with mm-hmm. somebody who he had a personal relationship with. Wow. He had worked with four who was in a capacity to make sure that he could get and find the people that he needed to get to at another company. So what I mean to say to you, and, and this was him following, what do you need right now? What's going on right now? What are you feeling right now? He's like, I just feel like I need to get out. I need to go for a walk. Then go. You see, it, whatever this is that dropped into your mind during the first part of this exercise, doesn't mean that you're going to abandon your responsibilities, but it does mean that if you follow this path to happiness, it will lead to whatever it is that you ultimately are seeking. We talked about shining the light of awareness on you. We talked about getting some momentum. Yes. Getting some momentum. The story I just showed you, the guy leaves out of the office, he goes for a walk. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Could I – I've got some uh, some people listening that have texted in messages and said they're really enjoying the show, but one is my nephew, Matt, and he said because when you – the thing about uh, – you're talking about getting some momentum, body stays in motion. Okay, it's my nephew. His dad is my youngest brother, and a couple of weekends ago or a month ago, 
there was a, um, I don't know if you know steampunk, what steampunk is. I'm not 100% sure. Think of like think of like Victoriana and science fiction uh, mixed together, okay. and things like uh, Jules Verne, Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, or uh, the Wild Wild West movie with Will Smith. You know, so it was okay. science fiction, the other stuff. Okay, I'm big into this thing, and there was one in Ohio at Cincinnati that I said, look, I can't make it, but I'll do it. Uh, I'll play a promo for it on my show. Well, then come the weekend of it, and I thought, you know what? I wish I'd gone. I wish I'd made plans because now whatever I had planned for the weekend fell through. Well, my husband said, well, why don't you just go? Why don't you just go? Well, okay. So I did. So like the next, this was the next day. You know, at that day, I got a hotel room. The next morning, I drove from Atlanta to Cincinnati and stayed there for 24 hours. So on the way back, I had a great time on the way back. My youngest brother calls me, and he says, what are you doing? And I tell him. He goes, oh, I didn't know you were going to Ohio. I said, neither did I 24 hours ago, but I'm on the way back. And he said, um, don't you need? Don't you think you need to think about slowing down <laughs> instead of doing stuff like that, just, you know, slowing down? And uh Slow down for what? You know, why? And it's like my, my nephew used to tell him, I said, Dad, body in motion stays in motion. That's not Aunt Jennifer. She can't just slow down. <laughs> but, yeah. I love yeah. it. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'm setting an example for these nieces and nephews. Okay. Yes, right. right. And, and, right. and slow down for what? Mm-hmm. So, you know, bracing your natural rhythm. Right, because there is, you know, there is a thought that after a certain age, we should we should be feeling a certain way, we should be dressing a certain way, we should be talking a certain way, and although that way may be for some people, mm-hmm. we're about embracing the way for us, and there is only one you. You are uniquely made and designed and you said you're setting an example. You're 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 breaking through barriers. People think, you know, at this point you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing that and you're showing people that, yeah, there's a different way. And should you have these desires too, please know that there's someone else who has done this and if I can, you certainly can too. Oh yes. Yes, yes. Right? Right. This is so important. We are talking, and these things, guys, I want to tell you, I I promise you, I love to hear from you. Contact uh, Jennifer, you know, still let me know. I would love to hear from people who are going to do this and you are going to start today. And so you're going to be out there. You're, you're, you're going to um, put some momentum behind it. You're going to shine the, the light of awareness. I can't. I don't want to leave that too soon because I know for a lot of us what happens is our minds are so strong, our intellect can get in the way. We can oh, overthink, yes. overwhelm. It can stop us before we even get started. When it happens, what are we going to do? 
We're going to acknowledge it. We're not going to shrink back and hide and act like it's not happening because we don't want it to go underground and start working like a little computer virus inside of our bodies and our minds. <laughs> I We're love that. Stop. I love that analogy. <laughs> right? <laughs> little computer virus, yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to go right away and say, oh, I see you. So that's what you think? Really? Right? And then we're not going to argue with it. We're not going to argue with it. Because after all, why should we use our precious energy on arguing with it? We're going to state, we're going to restate what makes us happy. That's it. We're going to recommit to it. Well, the idea of driving a sports car makes me happy. And that's (laughs) it. Restate the thing that makes us happy and then get some momentum behind it. Get some momentum, whether it's just thinking about it and wagging your finger or maybe tilting your head. Now, if you can think about it and dance to it and really get the body moving, do it. If you can think about it and go for a walk in nature, do it, right? Do those things. Now, what do we do? How else can we support this um, exercise, this happiness muscle? Well, we can be very, very deliberate about the words that are coming out of our mouths. Very, very deliberate. And I don't mean that, oh, we have to become um, uh, fearful to talk. I mean that we're going to challenge ourselves. We're going to play a little game, right? I'm all into this imaginary, this imagination, this playing game, this, because we're talking about happy, right? We're talking about being happy. Right, and so we're gonna make life. Um, if are you familiar with that writer, uh, Florence Schofield Shin? He wrote no, a book called. She wrote a book called "The Game of Life and How to Play It." Right, and right. just the title alone, I love I love her work, but um, just the title alone, the game. Right about when we were children and the play and the make believe and all of this stuff. This is how we generate happiness. So we're gonna we're gonna play a little game with our conversation, right? And whenever right. we are open, we're going to whatever we want to say. We're gonna challenge ourselves to say, "Hmm, if I were," and let's just stick with the example of the thing that makes us happy is driving the red sports car. If mm-hmm. I were driving my red sports car, and I was feeling the wind on my in my hair and the sun on my face, and I was happy. Would this be something that I want to talk about? Right? And if I did talk about this, how would I want to? Remember, I'm in my happy space. That will help us a lot to really get into the space where, is this really worth saying? Is it adding value to creating the life that I want? Is it adding value to creating the life that I want for other people? Mm. Now, we're not going to do this all of the time because we're just we're, we're human. We are going to complain about the weather from time to time. We will, but we will from time to time. I, I found myself today was it was 66 degrees when I went to the gym this morning, and I like really hot weather. So previously it had been like 71 degrees I was going to the gym. I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's August 1st. It's already 66 degrees. 
I like hot weather. And I found myself in this place all day long thinking about why why is it getting cool so fast, right? But once I Mm -hmm. realized and I became clear that that was my conversation, I changed. And I said this, well, I know I like really hot weather. And I feel really good when it's hot. But I know that there's some people who feel really good that it's August 1st and they got this sort of mild day. They, this is making it for a perfect day for them weather-wise. Hmm. And I'm You see the difference? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I found a way to infuse happiness in a situation that was not my ideal. But because... I would like for somebody else to have a good day, too, and maybe they like 66-degree weather in August. (laughs) So I was happy that they were able to have a a good day with that. Watching watching our words, really using our words in such a way that they are adding value to the dream, the dream we have for ourselves. You can, it, where, you, know, you can use the word goal instead of dream, the goal that we have for other people. So um, being in that space there, and while I'm there, I want to take a quick moment to do this. No condemnation. When you make a mistake and you find yourself complaining, as we all do, when you make a mistake and you find yourself being critical, as we all have been, quickly move mm-hmm. into forgiveness. Forgive myself for that. Oh, my goodness, with a smile. I forgive myself for that. And go back into your exercise. Go back into your exercise. So um, watching the company that we keep, very, very important. You're you're now here listening to this show. You're keeping good company, right? When the show goes off, keep that good company. Share the good news with somebody else, but be careful we don't go right back to the same, you know, and I'm not saying you're not going to be around your family. Of course, you're going to be around your family, whether you're positive or negative, but some people we choose to be around that are maybe not adding value to our positivity, and they are our choice because they are a habit, right? Mm-hmm. So be careful. Try to get yourself in environments where you're like-minded people, not that they want the same exact thing that you want, but they're in pursuing their happy state, right? They're embracing the idea of using their words to add value to their lives, to add value to the lives of other people. Yes, shining the light of awareness on the little part of our brain that wants to uh, use logic to discourage us is a good thing. Shining the light of awareness on there is a good thing. Try to surround yourself with people who have like-minded goals so that you can really be in this place where it's more comfortable to use positive words for your life, where they, you know, where they, where they want to dance and move around with you and things of that nature. This 40% improvement is encompassing your health, your wealth, and your relationships, even if your, 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 your image was of a wealth goal. It's, you're still going to see improvements in all of those areas, all three of those areas, when you move into these exercises of simplicity, exercise of simplicity. Another thing I want to talk to you about is self-awareness. I started off by saying you got to be aware, right? I have clients mm-hmm. who are asking what they're passionate about, and they just have no idea. It's like I'm speaking a foreign language. 
<laughs> they, yeah. they have no idea what they are passionate about. But for you, what you have to do for yourself is say, okay, um, I'm going to shine the light of awareness on myself. I'm going to be aware of when I am feeling tension in the body. When am I feeling tension? Is it when I'm stuck in traffic? Is it when I'm sitting in my fifth meeting of the day? When am I feeling tension in the body? What do I do with that tension? Okay. When am I feeling tension in the body? And, and just being aware of that tension, just being aware of it, not saying that you have to physically do anything other than just be aware that there is tension in the body. Again, this is another shining that light of awareness. Now, there are things that you can do, but just being aware that, you, that it's there is the first step. And I want to tell you how to be aware because awareness sometimes frightens people because they get into awareness and they start judging themselves or they get scared, right? And, right. Um, have you – this has happened to me, it's happened to many other people, where I'm, I'm too afraid to really see things about myself because I don't know that – I don't know what will happen to me if I'm really honest about that. <laughs> oh, yes. Right? Yeah, right? I don't know what's, what will happen to me. But here's what I want to tell you. You are aware and nothing's happened to you. <laughs> right? So how about that? This is how the mind plays tricks with us. So when you, I would love for you to start paying attention to how you are feeling. Mm-hmm. And then saying to yourself, well, even though I feel that way, I'm still here. I'm still okay. I'm still okay. All right. I'm, All right. I'm still feel, okay. Feeling, I'm feeling anxious, but I'm still okay. I'm still right here. It'll start to calm you right down. It'll, it'll move you back to, guess what this does? This is we're leading into gratitude. Right? This is going to cause us to say, oh, my goodness. I'm grateful that I'm scared, but I'm still okay. I'm still okay. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm grateful that I'm unhappy or I'm lonely because unhappiness is going to happen in the pursuit of in the pursuit of happiness. We're going to find some things that make us unhappy. You know, I, I parked my car on the side of my house a couple months ago, went inside for like five minutes, and then my neighbor knocked on the door and said, somebody just hit your car and kept going. <gasps> right? And now I was in a, it was Sunday, it was a beautiful day outside. I was still, and I just come back from, you know, going to the grocery store, I was feeling pretty good about myself. I went from feeling happy to feeling scared. I'm running outside, there's very little damage done, but, and in that moment where all of these emotions and, you know, stress was mounting in my body, I had to calm myself down and say that, even though my car has just been hit and the drive kept going, I'm grateful that I'm still okay. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful about that. Right? So we're going into a gratitude practice, which is going to help a lot. A gratitude practice helps a lot when we're talking about exercising um, our happiness muscle. 
And I know, Jennifer, I have discussed my gratitude practice on your show so many times. Mm-hmm. But it, it is worth talking about again because all the years that I have been with you, I have altered this gratitude practice very little, very, very little. I've tweaked it here and there. But the basis of it is this. Every morning when I wake up, I have index cards that are in my nightstand. And this is before I even get out of bed. I roll over and tired, just like everybody else, wanting to go back to sleep. I grab an index card of that top drawer and a writing utensil, and I write down things that I am grateful for that happened yesterday. They happened yesterday, and there are uh-huh. three things that I'm grateful for that happened yesterday. And there's a reason that I do that yesterday thing is because the mind, again, loves to drag me and everybody else back into the past. <laughs> so when my mind starts to do that, and maybe it wants me to think about how horrible I, a person I was in the past, or maybe it wants me to think about the good old days and how I'll never get them again, whatever it is. <laughs> no. Right? Because that's what the mind does. That's how we sink into this depression, right? Whatever mm-hmm. it does, when my mind to the past, I said, ooh, are you, do you want to think about the past? Okay, that's fine. Here's what you can think about. And I have three things on my card from the past of yesterday that I'm grateful for. And I just start reading them out loud. I don't have to think about them because when you start to get into the spiral, it's hard to think. So I did all my thinking first thing in the morning. I wrote those three things down. And when my mind wants to go to the past, say, do you remember when you made this mistake? You're not so smart after all, right? And I'll say, oh, we're three. and I'll say out loud, a light of awareness. I'm trying to show you guys how this works. It's shining the light of awareness. Our minds do this. So what I'll do is there's that big shadow that wants to loom over my whole day to sap my happiness. I'll shine the light of awareness on it and realize it's just a tiny little ant. And I'll say, oh, did you want to remind me about when I made that mistake? And I'll go right to my graduate. Part. I said, we're thinking about the past, huh? And I'll say, these are the things you're allowed to think about from the past. Oh, and I, I love start, that. I, I love that. Thinking. Yeah. This is a simple step, guys. It's so simple. And your mind, automatically, I'll read the first one, and guess what happens? That shadow starts to get smaller and smaller. It's like, oh, goodness gracious. Let me pull up the next card again. Right? <laughs> so, so that's on the one side. We talk about the gratitude practice and how to exercise happiness. That's on one side of the card. On the flip side of the card, I write down three things that I am grateful for that have not yet happened. <gasps> oh, Dr. James. Right, and so that's my intentions, right? But there's a reason for that because have you ever felt overwhelmed and anxious? I know I mm-hmm. have. I have. Oh yeah, and overwhelmed, and so that is our brain doing imagination about the future. I don't have enough time. I'm not going to get it all done. I'm not going to get the bills paid. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. That's the brain going overdrive into the future, and it's getting really, really anxious. So, again, it's gonna, it wants to loom over my whole day and just zap all the happiness out of my day. 
about the future. And I just shined a lot of awareness. I said, oh, my goodness, did you want to think about the future? <laughs> Here are the three things that you can think about. And now here's what you have to know. Your brain, your mind, your ego, I don't care which word you want to use, use anyone, does not have control over you. You have control over it. The brain, the mind, all this is a tool for you to use. So sometimes it can act like a hammer gone rogue because it's looking mm-hmm. for it's looking for the person who's going to take the hammer in their hand and say, hey, 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 hold on. We're building castles here. We're not busting windows and walls, right? <laughs> and so we use this. And I'm gonna. I want just one person to try it and see how good you feel tomorrow. When you do this, you grab the little index card, and I take mine everywhere with me. I write it in the morning. I put it in my bag as I go to work. When I get into work, I have a routine. I take it out my bag and I tape it to the side of my computer. When I'm leaving work and I'm gathering up everything, I take that tape off. I take that card with me. I put it back in my bag. When I get home, I sometimes I tape it in the bathroom on my mirror in my bathroom or I'll put it on my nightstand because I know that all throughout my day I'm human. What I know is going to happen is that this part of my being, the mind, is going to want to loom over my life, dragging me to imagine the worst fears possible about my future or the worst regret and shame about my past so that it robs me mm-hmm. of my happiness and my opportunity to improve my health, my wealth, and my relationships by 40%. By 40%, yes, 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 yes. Oh, this is this is fantastic. I, I just, like I said before, I can imagine people you talk to, like like me, they're thinking, how does she know? How does she know? Now, I go, never mind. She's Dr. James. Of course she knows. <laughs> she knows what I'm, how does she know what I'm thinking? Yes. Yes, this is, oh. this is just fantastic. Uh, and all things that we can use and do, it's not going to cost money to take these steps. Maybe to buy some index cards, but that's, you know. Yeah, that's it. This, that's this it. Is Mac. And you're this worth is, it. You're worth it. You are worth it. You, you know, are worth it. Exercising your muscle for happiness. You know, I had something on my desk for a few days. Um, it's been on my desk. I wrote it down. Because I saw it um, in something you posted on Facebook, maybe it might have been a month ago, and uh, talking about something, and I just made some notes of it real quick to put on my desk because I was getting ready to go somewhere, and it was, it was about, um, if I read it, it just says, self-talk and reminding yourself of who you are. And... Um, I, don't know if you remember that, but I and so I've had it on my desk. <laughs> Stop. Yeah, remind yourself who you are, and all of these steps 
to exercise our muscle for happiness are make sense. They're not difficult unless we make them difficult, I think. I shine the light of awareness. I love that, the muscle memory. And I got to say, I love, I know I said it before, as I tell my best friend, Kenya, you know, if I've said it before, if I've said it once, I'm going to say it about a hundred more times. The analogy about the computer virus, that was brilliant and so on point, so true. Yeah. So, oh gosh. Um, so I've got all my things and no condemnation and Sorry, Dr. James. I know I'm just babbling around like I have no idea what I'm talking about, but it's because I'm excited because this all makes sense and it's doable and I see it and and I'm listening and I I can feel it and believe it. So, yes, and I'm I'm glad it does because it's simple, right? Yes. We haven't said anything that is rocket science, but what we have said could take us straight like a rocket to our dreams our goals, to the life that we've been dreaming about. It's not as complicated as we, as we have made it to be. And here is what I also know is that when we as a collective, we can come on a, come on a show like this and, and be together in this space here, the energy, this collective energy of just knowing, this fuels us. This fuels us. And I want to say this too because people get challenged with this all the time. They'll call me and they'll say, Drayvon, I heard you on the show, and I got super excited, and I started, and I and I lasted for about three days. No, oh. stopped, and I'm so tired. And I said, No, 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 no. You don't think we all do that? We all do that. And so you go back to the show, or you go back to the source, and you start again, and you start again, and you start again. And before you know it, you have made a lifetime of starting and starting and keeping and keeping and going and going and going. And you have made so much momentum, and you have gathered so many people and helped so many people along the way. And you look back, and you have effortlessly created the life of your dreams. You're living it. And you get to hear somebody read your bio, and you're saying, like, what, I did that? Yeah, I did so. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty good. <laughs> right? So don't get discouraged. Don't get discouraged. You'll do it for two days, and then you realize that you didn't do it, you didn't listen, and then you go back, and you'll listen to the show again. It's in the archives. You'll listen to it again. Mm-hmm. This is and fantastic. Then yeah, so don't get discouraged. Keep going. Know that we're all in this together. We're all pulling for each other, and we're doing this. It's a done deal. I I am just so grateful for, for you, that I met you, uh, that you've taken time to be on my show so many times and so many others, and the great message you give us and instructions. Uh, that are doable. Thank you so much. And I also want to tell people that a lot of my entrepreneurs say that they listen to the show when they're driving, maybe, or running or something. So if you want more information, I will share it on my on my uh, social media, not just Madam Perry Salon, but also my personal social media, Jennifer Perry, uh, how to find 
Dr. Drayvon James. The website is Dr. That's just Dr. DrayvonJames.com, and she's also um, you. Every other Monday on uh, Mind Body Spirit FM Podcast Network, uh, you yes, yes. radio host of the Dr. Drayvon James Everyday Peace Show every other Monday, and this you'll find this on her this information on her website. Also, you are the coach on the Sirius XM Road Dog Trucking Show, and uh, is that you, you know Tim Redley? I do. I, I'm on his show. I got uh, uh, years ago. I got a client of mine on his show for something to, about a book, and he was such a sweetheart. I just. Just, just the doll. So, um, also, if, and of course, she's the author of the book "Freedom Is Your Birthright." She's a transformation specialist, as I said earlier. And if you think you need more, Drayvon James. Well, uh, she was on HBO's The Wire, <laughs> so you can see then. Also, don't you have a new project? Uh, uh, and I'm not sure if it's a series or a film. Uh, it's a, uh, I think it's a series. Black Therapy. Black Therapy. You play, yeah, it's a series. Yeah. You play the character Loretta James? Yes. Mm-hmm. And that's currently in production still? That's currently in production. Season, I think we're on season three. That is so cool. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so you can... Um, Check us out and, and check me out. And I have, uh, I'm, I'm getting ready to end another uh, and, and getting ready to start another um, group coaching called Leaders in High Heels, where I work with women who are wanting to experience a quantum leap in their life. So we work on what I call leadership skills in a way that you have never experienced them before. And it is guaranteed to get you to where you want to be. All right. Fantastic. And that has been, I've seen the comments, it's been such a fantastic program. Um, Dr. Trayvon James, I think you are magnificent, and I got a lot of company in that thought, too. Thank you for being so generous with your time. And I know you're an incredibly busy woman. Thank you for being generous with your time. I know you've got to get to bed early because you got an early call in the morning. Uh, I, you thank you. So just well. thank you for everything. And uh, I know you'll be back. But, of course, folks, like I said, you can find this lady all over. She, she She's here to help you. <laughs> and she... Seriously. So, um, yeah, keep this episode, too. You can listen to it over and over. And I just want to say thanks to everyone who's listened. Um, it's going to keep on being fun. Now, this is this is not something to remember once you get started. It's not going to be a thing where you have um, – uh, if you stop one day or you don't do something one day, you're still in there. Right? You're still in the groove. You're still in the program. So anyway, um, drdravonjames.com, check it out. I think you're fabulous. Be good to yourself. Be good to each other. And remember my motto, everybody's got this week. I think you're wonderful.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.